You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room where we talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number 97 where we're discussing Star Wars collecting in 2017. Now I'm one of your hosts, Tim, and this week we have a very special guest. He's coming to us from Tumbling Saber Podcast. He's our collecting brother from across the country, my dude, Corey. How's it going, Timmy? Oh, man, I'm so pumped to finally have you here on the podcast, and we're talking collecting this week. How you been, man? Dude, yeah, it's been a, it's been a really, really intense year in that regard, so we've got a lot of talk to talk about, but just everything's been going good, and it's amazing to talk to you again, man. It's, it's actually been a while, but I mean, we've been, we've been communicating uh, via social media for, well, we do all the time, so, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. It's a good year for us, man. It has been, and we've been sending packages back and forth filled with Black Series figures and going just nuts with the collecting this year. I feel like this year more so than most, my collecting has been really focused in on, but it's also taken kind of a step back, and I've really gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, it's Black Series, Elite Series, Funko Pops, 40th Anniversary. So as much as I've tried to focus, I've also expanded a bit. <laughs> Are you kind of feeling the same way about your Star Wars collecting this year? Oh, we'll talk about it, man. But yeah, yes, it's kind of it's it's out of out of control. <laughs> <laughs> I love listening to you guys talk and do your your collecting updates every week on Tumbling Saber. It's like one of my favorite parts is you jump right into the episode. It's like okay, the collecting update, and then I just hear what you're getting. And it's just like oh my god, I gotta get out on the hunt. Yeah, I mean, I'm still I'm still missing quite a few things, man. Like it's not so hot out here right now, and it's kind of disappointing. Yeah, well, we're building into that Last Jedi, and I'm hoping that we get another drop of figures here. In the near future, that wave three that we're kind of starting to see trickle out in the United States and in the eastern parts of the country. So hopefully at some point, both of us will get our hands on some of that. But before we get into any of that, one thing, got to level with you guys. Troy will be calling into this episode. We had this big plan. We're going to do this big collecting episode. But unfortunately, he's having big issues with Skype at the moment. So we're expecting Troy to jump in just a little bit later, hopefully when we get into discussing a bit more on the Star Wars collecting in 2017. But there was something big that happened last week. And I had your brother, your, your, the other part of the Dynamic Duo Tumbling Saber, jump onto the podcast last week and fill the shoes of Troy and Sanjay to talk about Infinity War. And I know, my dude, you're, you're a big Marvel fan, MCU fan. I got to hear some of your thoughts on the Infinity War trail, just before we get into some more Star Wars talk. Well, I definitely, I had to listen to the show last week, and uh, well well done on both your part. Um, yeah, the Infinity War, oh my god, like, you guys kind of, you nailed m- most of the big points, right? Like, the big thing is, like, think about it, man, like, uh, it feels like yesterday Iron Man came out in 2008, and this is, it's a 10-year time span, it's completely unprecedented. It is. And for the most part, they've, They've knocked a lot of them out of the park. They've dropped the ball a bit here and there, for, but for the most part, it's been a very cohesive and believable universe. These characters are most likely going to be the characters we know and love for a very long time, like those actors as those characters. Like Robert Downey Jr. is forever going to be Iron Man in a way, you know? Oh, yeah. Like it's That's just the way it is. Like Whereas 
you know, DC's kind of struggled in that department. You know, there's, there's been so many reiterations of things and just trying to get the their universe going. Like this, this is a 10 year thing that that's culminating now. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it looks huge, man. Like if, if it's anything, if it is going to lead to like the infinity gauntlet, like if, and if it's anything like the comic, like <laughs> it's going to be a bloodbath, man. It certainly is. And like, we had talked about last week about this being kind of this very conclusive trailer. Like it feels like it's the beginning of the end for a lot of these characters. And we're talking about, or you're talking about Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Hemsworth being the definitive character, the definitive actor that's playing this character for our generation, at least probably our children's generation and probably another generation to come, but it's going to be almost upsetting and scary going into infinity war and Avengers four for what could happen to these characters. Are you at all concerned about watching this trailer and seeing like, okay, we're starting to see this, this be a big culmination, 22 movies by the time we get to Avengers four. Are you worried about this universe changing so much that it doesn't look the same as it has for the past 10 years? Yeah, I would have to say a little, cause I, I have heard rumors that, um, I think it's they're they're coming. This is phase three right now that they're finishing with, right? Yeah, Avengers four will be the end of it. Okay, so I've heard phase four rumors. I guess you know nothing really confirmed at this point, but it's going to be the characters like uh, Spider Man taking taking the lead, which would mean that there was some kind of uh, change in the dynamic of of who's kind of at the top of the leadership. Yeah. Which I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I think it's kind of a bit weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Like the smaller characters, like not smaller, but characters like Black Panther, who people aren't as familiar with, are they going to be able to carry the franchise? You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's the tough thing is that you're looking at characters, like you said, Black Panther, Spider Man, and you know, 10 years ago, would you have said that this universe could have been carried by Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor? Probably not. So it comes down to how they push these characters within Infinity War and how they come out the back end of this. I think between Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, you can carry the weight of the universe, but you're going to need to supplement it here and there with characters like Captain America, whether it's cameo roles, Iron Man, whether it's cameo roles again, or, you know, some of the big news has dropped again recently is this Fox Disney deal. It's back on the table, the $60 billion deal for a good chunk of of Fox's rights and properties are going to come over to Disney if this purchase goes through, which opens the door for the X-Men and Fantastic Four. We've talked about this on the podcast before, but this deal actually looks like it's going to go through. Do you see those characters maybe carrying this universe or this franchise through into Phase 4 and beyond? Are you Would you be happy to move away from the status quo of the MCU currently into more of a revamping, rebooting of X-Men and Fantastic Four? Well, what I think, I mean, I'm just so ecstatic about that whole possibility to have, to have like an Avengers and X-Men crossover would be so cool. Just to, to complete that universe would be, I don't know, it'd be amazing, man. Like they'd have so much more story room to play for. And we, we like, we know how the X-Men kind of like to play in time. Yep. So yeah. you can kind of reboot things in that regard as well. Like you can get captain america back in the mix after that and maybe they'll finish phase four and then reintegrate like maybe that's the plan like let's snatch up 20th century fox now before you know like because they still got a bit of time there you know if they do purchase the the rights to these franchises then you know they can get teams working on them right away right yeah you could really see a movie like this maybe dropping in 2022 2023 once you get through the back end of infinity war and you've got 
kind of notional idea what the initial phases of phase four is going to look like. We're going to have a Guardians 3, Spider-Man 2, Doctor Strange 2. So you're going to have an idea of what this universe is going to look like. But like you're saying is that you take away some of these big characters. You need to add in other characters to help prop up the universe. And we know we're going to get a Black Panther 2 and all that. But I would love to see them come in and even in Avengers 4 somehow seed the idea of the X-Men or Fantastic yes. Four. Like I always had pictured with the Inhumans is that at the end of Infinity War or Avengers 4 was going to be essentially the birth of the Inhumans. So if you look back in the comic books, there's an event called Infinity from 2013 that we spoke about in the past. And what happens there is this thing called the Terriginum Bomb goes off. Now that's been kind of paralleled and used within Agents of Shields. But if you had a much bigger framing of the birth of the Inhumans through Infinity War and essentially Black Bolt lighting off this Terriginum Bomb to stop Thanos and you get this expansion of the Inhumans, they could do something similar with the X-Men. Essentially that whatever happens on the Earth post-Thanos or post-Infinity War or Avengers 4 actually seeds the idea or nucleates the mutants. So that mutant gene is actually born out of what happens in Ooh. Infinity War and Avengers 4. And you kind Bro. of seed it from there. I like the way you're... I like the way you think, son. Dude, that's a really, really, really interesting thought, man. Because the, the problem with the, the mutants is that you have to then retcon. If you don't go point forward, you have to then retcon why the mutants have never been an issue, how why they've never been brought up during any Inhuman show of. or Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. or why you haven't seen any of this going on. You can't just say, oh, it was happening just off screen. That's too big of a thing to be happening. So it's almost like you can roll into, and I spoke last week about doing the scrolls. You could seed the scrolls, plus have the X-Men kind of seeded there, the mutant gene, that mutation happening, the M gene, or the X gene, sorry, kind of all that happening during Avengers 4. And then all of a sudden, boom, this explosion of mutants. And you kind of just roll with it from there. And then you start to build up kind of the young X-Men, that teenage X-Men that we're familiar with from the comic books, and that they're kind of starting to tease in the new universe, the rebooted universe, or whatever it's called. And just kind of go from there. You, you kind of miss out on, you know, Professor X. How do you fit in an older leader, Magneto? There's a lot of key characters that you need to work backwards into it. So I'm not yeah, sure exactly Wolverine. how. Yeah, Wolverine. So I'm not exactly sure how you integrate it. But I, they, they're going to have to find a way if they do get the rights back. The absence of big characters like Captain America and Iron Man say they need to be supplemented. The universe does at least by characters like Wolverine, Reed Richards, like uh, Johnny, St you know what I mean? Like they, they've got to fill out kind of that, that gap and bring in new characters. And that's what they're trying to do. But I think just having X-Men and Fantastic Four and doing it slowly, I don't want all of a sudden there just to be a million mutants and you kind of get this mess of powers like you have with the Inhumans. It needs to be properly thought out and put on the table and say, this is what's happened. This is how we're integrating. So I don't know, you know, maybe you could see some stuff from the, um, the prequel that we're getting from Captain Marvel as well. That's true. That's kind of interesting that it's uh, taking place in the 90s and and she's going to be in Infinity War as well, no? Yeah, I think a, in a cameo role. I don't think she'll be kind of the kind of the pedestal character or a character that gets a lot of focus. She may come in at the end, but I think they're using her movie to seed something for Phase 4, like the Skrulls. Like Kyle and I discussed that in quite a bit of detail last week. But it's there's so many moving pieces at this point. And then you look back at this trailer and you're like, there's even more that have been kind of tossed out there. So it's it's a really, really great time for the Marvel, for the MCU, and for us fans of the MCU. Because we're getting kind of everything we ever wanted out of it. Yeah, uh, they've done a really, really, really bang up job in 
in planning for a long-term project and it panned out for them in a big way. It definitely did. And no no other universe has been able to replicate this for whatever reason. You know, Star Wars has done a good job at creating a cohesive universe now with the kind of splaying off and doing the Star Wars story films and fitting that into the universe and then Ryan Johnson's new trilogy here. So they're starting to kind of mold the universe into somewhat of a cinematic universe where you're stepping away from the Skywalker saga. So you're starting to see a bit of that reflected in the Star Wars universe, but nowhere else have they been able to accomplish what Marvel and the MCU have done. And this no, not this, on that scale anyhow. No, 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 yeah. You get like trilogies and, you know, Batman, the Dark Knight and all that, but this scale is is unprecedented like you said and man, just I'm I just had to hear some of your thoughts there cuz it's it's so exciting and then to see this evolve into this Disney Fox deal as well, like oh man, I just I just want it to be all back in one house, under one umbrella, and just done properly. Take your time, Marvel, Disney, whomever's controlling this. You know, make this Fox deal happen, and and bring us the Fantastic Four, bring us the X Men. Yeah, in a in the in a pro- in proper fashion. Yeah, exactly, and let's do it and tie it into the the wider MCU. Like, like imagine if we're sitting down talking in five, ten years about what the MCU looks like on its fifteenth anniversary, on its twentieth anniversary. Like, how wild is that? Like, we just went through this year the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. And you have a handful of movies. Think about the 20th anniversary of the MCU and how we'd probably have, like, 40 movies. Like, it's crazy to think about. Yeah, it really is, to be honest. that's the, These universes, like Star Wars, I've said this in the, on our pod before, that, you know, it starts to be like a, a marker of the passage of time if they consistently put out movies and we're, like, you know, podcasting about them and whatnot. It's just, I... I I so vividly remember each one so far, like The Force Awakens, Rogue One. No, I mean, The Last Jedi is a, what, a, almost a week away. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Like, I just, you know, I, I'll never forget this. In 2012, when I heard that Disney uh, had bought the rights to Lucasfilm, uh, I was ecstatic, right? But 2012 was the year my son was born, right? Mm-hmm. And I always said to myself, I said, oh, like what's it gonna? What's he gonna be like when the Force Awakens or when the first movie drops? You know, like so there was that whole passage of time, and I remember that like the movie coming out and me looking at him and that like wow, it's already here. You know, like it's 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 wild because I I love that. I remember listening to the show and you guys talking about how Star Wars has marked points in your life. You go back to even what we're gonna talk about in a few minutes and collecting is you guys talk about remembering specific things about comic books and collecting and on the same way and with the movies it's like yeah i remember where i was who i was with during these particular moments in my life oh all right sorry we got troy the boy oh did it work it worked we're in the middle of the pod troy the boy (laughs) has just dropped in oh man sorry for the delay guys it's all good what's going on we're just we just finished talking a bit about the infinity war trailer but nice I just, I got to get your thoughts. We got to calibrate here, boys. We've got eight days, seven days when this pod drops to The Last Jedi. We're just discussing how important Star Wars has been kind of through our lives, marking those significant moments and how it's kind of always been there for us, something to to rely on, to fall back to. How are you guys feeling right now about The Last Jedi? And how are you feeling? Like, we're not going to get any spoilers or anything like that, but how? what's your excitement level like? We've got eight days, seven days, as I said, when this pod drops. Like, we're literally going to be sitting there in the theater like for us Troy we're going to be two hours in to the film in eight days from now oh man I'm over the moon I'm, I'm totally totally amped up I mean I feel spoiled we we got uh, the Infinity War trailer that just dropped and then we got 
uh, Last Jedi just around the corner, and we got the books, and we got the comics, and we got the Black Series, and everything, man, it's coming at us full tilt. So I'm just, oh, man, hyped on another level. I can't wait. Can't wait till the 14th. It's gonna be it's crazy, Corey. How you feel right. over there, man? I know you guys have, you guys have, you're right into it on Tumbling Saber. You're kind of into the weeds of the spoilers and all that. But high level, how you feeling, man? You know, I've kind of, I'm okay with the amount that I know thus far. Like, I really, I don't feel like I've spoiled myself. I feel like the trailers have given enough away to kind of give you a good outline of the film. But yeah, honestly, like when I really actually do contemplate it, like I. I you know, it's almost like I feel my armpits, armpits getting sweaty, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's almost like anxiety in a way. Like, uh, it's exciting. I guess exciting is a, a real good word. Cause I know like we make a night of it and, you know, just being there with everybody and uh, the crawl comes up and I don't know. It's, there's just something about it that it's surreal and even now it's not real it's only going to be real once i'm in the theater and even then it's going to feel like a dream you know yeah i feel like once the credits roll we're all going to be like what just happened and it's like okay back in line let's get back in <laughs> exactly <laughs> like i almost feel like i i can't do this on a first viewing though but it's almost like i feel like i want to bring a notepad or something you know yeah Ugh. or bootleg it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, one I'm, thing. I'm right there with sorry I was going to say, that's one of the things you're trying to absorb so much in that first watching that you just miss kind of some of the nuances, I think. I think you get the movie there, you get that experience, but I don't know if you ever fully watch the film on your first viewing. Yeah, it's, it's the experience, you know, and um, I, I just can't wait to get back to the crawl. You know, Corey, you just mentioned the crawl and, you know, going into to Rogue One and we were, were lacking that, you know, it wasn't there. So I can't wait to dive right back into the to the saga films now and pick up the story from Force Awakens on just so amped for the story. Actually, you know, next I think next week on uh, Tumbling Saber, we're going to get into, I think we wrote them over a year ago. Uh, well, it couldn't have been a year ago. It was not too, it was, it was a while ago, like maybe eight, nine months. No, it could have been a year ago. Anyhow, it was for the, uh, we, we wrote our own crawls for The oh. Last Jedi, like having known nothing. Nice. And, you know, that's the thing. Beware. There's there's spoilers out there. Kyle Kyle actually read the real crawl. He believes he read it. Like, <laughs> really? And yeah, our good friend Carlos Candido as well. Like, I, was, I was talking to him maybe two minutes before the show, and he was saying that uh, he found out who Ray's parents are. What? Yeah. So that, that well, stuff's flying around there now. That's oh, huge. What? Yeah. Crazy. That's bad. Well, bad, I, bad, bad, bad. And I've almost completely disconnected from – a lot of the groups that that were in, you know, some of the chats, I really filter myself out on TSW VIP, on the Star Wars Commonwealth chat, and all that, just because I'm I'm at a point now where I want to experience this. I want to experience this as a as a common moviegoer, and you know, that's required us to take a step back a little bit on the podcast. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm really happy I don't know those things yet. I'm trying as hard as I can to put the blinders on for the next week or so. Yeah, I got you there. Like I, 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 I don't, I don't want to know much more anyway. But uh, anyhow, I, I don't have the hard copy of my what I had written, but Kyle has it like recorded, obviously. So we'll probably play it. But I do remember the last bit that I wrote on it. I almost nailed it. Like Kyle said, a, a, a mix of R two is kind of uh, like a good idea of what it actually is. He said we did a really good job, and but mine instead of the Last Jedi, I wrote. The Lost Jedi. Oh, no. Yeah, so man. Close. So yeah. close. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something, too, that we've talked a bit about in the past is um, what's this crawl going to be? 
because this is the first time that we're picking up right off the back end of another movie. So how do you like how do you fill in a crawl? It was hard. It was hard to write. Actually, we 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 knew that. I think when we wrote it, we knew that it was supposed to. The movie was starting right where The Force Awakens left off. So I think that's what kind of inspired us to do it. So anyway, we we had at it. I look forward to hearing all your thoughts there on Tumbling Saber next Tuesday in the build into <laughs> The Last Jedi. It's going to be crazy. But today here, gentlemen, we are here to talk about Star Wars collecting in 2017. You know, we've got The Last Jedi talk is going to consume Star Wars Commonwealth podcast for the next two weeks. So what I wanted to do tonight was I want to take an opportunity to talk about Star Wars collecting because the three of us, we're big collectors. And that's really come a long way in 2017. We've joined forces a few times to help each other out on collecting or constantly tossing back and forth images. And I want to experience from your guys' perspective what you think Star Wars collecting has become for yourselves in 2017. I want to hear about some of your biggest regret purchases, some of your biggest and best purchases, and also how your collecting has evolved from, say, when you started when you were younger into your teenage years and into now well into your adult years where we've become really intense collectors, almost teetering on the edge of obsession. (laughs) So I'm really looking forward tonight to just getting down into the brass tacks of collecting. And how I really want to start it off here is I just want to discuss a bit about what Star Wars collecting actually looks like. Now, you look at it 10 years ago, five years ago, and what it is today. Star Wars itself has penetrated what would be almost every single corner of merchandising. We've got bananas with Star Wars stickers on them. There's everything (laughs) you can think of, shoes, shirts, action figures. Anywhere you look at this point, especially leading into the big saga films, you see Star Wars on everything how are you guys feeling about collecting and the difficulty of almost focusing that down to something that you can call yourself a collector and not just someone that gets everything yeah you know i, I think I've, I've calmed down quite a bit um this year you know well calm down and, and stayed kind of consistent i guess I, I've, I've stripped down from like i guess the elite things i didn't get too much of the elite stuff i've always been pretty much just a black series collector but i found that the market here has gotten better. I feel like it's a lot easier to, easier for us to get these these figures as opposed to before a uh, last couple of um, Force Fridays. It's been pretty difficult. But now I feel like, you know, it hits the market pretty well over here. I haven't had too much of the hardest time finding anything. But basically, I've been, I have been I kind of scaled back just to exclusively Black Series for 2017. That's going to change 2018. But I haven't really had a hard time finding too many things, especially EB Games and Toys R Us and the Walmart. Walmarts. Those three have been, been pretty good, I'd have to say, for the most part. What are you saying these days, Corey? Like, how are you finding Star Wars collecting in 2017? Like, we had talked a lot in the past about Hasbro and the distribution issues that we're seeing. And now that you're seeing so much Star Wars, I'm I'm with you, Troy. I'm seeing the same thing. I'm I'm not having a hard time finding the figures or the Legos or the comics yeah. or anything. It seems to be right. all readily available. Like we always talking about, you know, out in the hunt and the hunt is real. But yeah. at this point in time, it's it's become kind of like shooting a fish in a barrel for at least these last couple of waves of Black Series. When you compare it yes. to Rogue One, when you compare it to the last or uh, the Force Awakens, sorry, and the original run of the Black Series, are you finding the same thing, right. Corey, when you're running around collecting this year? Well, it's interesting because I mean, this is the really, to be honest, it's the first year I've really actually collected. Right, like before that, I kind of got a thing here and there, and. It was kind of like a dormant thing. Uh, the lead up to the Phantom Menace, Kyle and I, like throughout our entire teenage years, you know, like when we knew it was going on, like 
and even before that, we had Star Wars throughout our whole lives, you know? So, but at that point, when we knew it was going down, like, Kyle became a serious, serious collector at that point. Mm-hmm. And he actually had disposable income because he was, you know, he had his first job and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, like, wow, we, we had so much then. But in between those years, I mean, I really took a step back. And th- this this is the first year where I've actually kind of dove in. And I, I dove in head first, man. Uh, I didn't know what I was getting into because it's, it's kind of a bit out of control now. <laughs> like, honestly, man, like, you name it, you know, like, I, I – the black series, I kind of, I really veered away from the three and three quarters, but I still got quite a few of them. Uh, man, the comics, pretty much all the comics, like yeah. a lot of the books. It's so when I really think about it, it's 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 really starting to take a bit of a toll, you know. Oh well, yeah, it hurts the wallet. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it's, it's, from your perspective, Corey, what what changed though for you? Was it the fact that Star Wars was kind of everywhere it was a bit easier to find the collectibles what like what made you change because i kind of went through a similar thing back when the original black series dropped i believe it was in 2013 when they originally dropped that's when i got back into collecting that was kind of my catalyst for jumping into the craziest and that that now is my collection like like you guys i was always a collector and it kind of ebbed and flowed i have a lot of vintage figures i have a lot of the revenge of the sith and so as different points in my life similar to the movies as we kind of talked about i can pick individual points in my life when my collecting was quite intense and when it dropped off and it's really only been within the last couple of years really since the disney purchase that i found myself intensely back into collecting what was that that catalyst moment for you Corey, in 2017 that made you get back into it because even just listening to tumbling saber i've almost in the last year followed your collecting and the intensity level just through how you speak about it uh yeah, I think I think you guys probably had a bit to do with it, you know, like, I don't know if I should thank you or blame you or, um, I don't know, I think it really started last year, uh, before Rogue One, I said to myself, I don't know, it was like, it was like the force, man, honestly, it's like something in the back of my mind, we're just saying like, you gotta get a K2SO, they're so nice, and I was like, and, and the six inch, you know, and I was like, that's a good idea, I'll just like put him on my desk or something, he's gonna be awesome. And that's where it kind of started. And I just kept him in a little shoebox. And that, that's kind of where he stayed for a bit. And then Christmas came along and I asked for a whole bunch of stuff. And it's like one of the first Christmases that actually people got me what I wanted and not what I needed. So that was like, that was kind of, I guess, a bit of the catalyst. And then from there on in, it was, I don't know, it was a bit of a shit show, man. Like, <laughs> it's like something inside of me. It's, it's always woman. been there. It's, it's, it's awake. I need help. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it's 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 kind of borders I find between you know passion, hobby, and obsession. Star Wars collecting. Sometimes I find myself on the wrong side of that line, and other times I'm very much so firmly in place at just a passion and a hobby. So it's funny because it's like you you have to focus your collection, and if you don't do that, you end up with kind of this wild ass kind of mixture of different things that don't look good on shelves. Cause that's one thing I'm always focused on is it has to display well, it has to display nicely because otherwise it just becomes either I got 
because I'm moving now. I've got literally like 15 bins in the room right now that's I'm Holy starting cow. to pack everything up. And it's a shame to not have this stuff out. And so in, in the new place, I'm going to have almost everything out, which is going to be awesome. But I found that like you guys, I've and like you were saying, Troy, I've taken a little step back in 2017. I've really focused in on, you know, the Black Series, the 40th Anniversary Black Series, three and three quarter inch, Funko Pops, you know, a few other things here and there. So I say focus in air quotes, but I find that if if I didn't do that, oh yeah, I forgot about the Elite Series as well. <laughs> so <laughs> I find if 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 I don't focus, I find it's cluttery. Um, I find yeah. that. I, I just am all over the place and you're spending money on too many different things. And I finding focusing your collection allows you to focus what you're spending money on. So did you guys have a, a similar kind of almost personal type of, of renaissance or rethinking on how you collect and what did you yeah, focus realization. in on? <laughs> yeah. Realization. What did you really focus in on, on 2017 for collecting star Wars? Well, I've been good for the most part in the sense that I kind of took a, uh... When I'm, I'm attracted to the the black series, like that was that's been my main focus thus far. Uh, I haven't counted them in a while, but you know, I I don't know. I don't want to. I want to ask you guys like how many you buy in a year, but I mean, I'm gonna include the the 40th anniversary set. Yeah. And I think I I must have over 60, you know. And this is all in a year, man. Like I don't know <laughs> if that's a lot or a little. Like, I don't know, man. It's probably a that's lot. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like it's it's almost like too much, but uh, it's 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 insane when they come out. It's like I gotta get them, you know. It's a, it's it's like a drug almost, right? It's a, that euphoric moment when you run into a store and you see that Thrawn figure that you really wanted and you thought you would never see. You grab it and it's just like, what is happening? Like this this like that moment. It's hard to capture that moment. You have to be a collector to appreciate that. But those moments have been replicated probably 60 times for you throughout the year. And that's why you do it. Yeah, pretty much. It's a, it's a definitely a rush. It's a, a release of dopamine or something. Yeah. But in regards to the displays there, for the most part, I hope it looks good. I mean, that's the other thing too. Like you, you kind of mentioned it. Like when you start dabbling and just buying haphazardly in a way, uh, how are you going to display this kind of stuff afterward? You know, like what's what and... Once you start, once you open one can of worms, it's like, where do you stop? Okay, like I, I bought this bit of a series, like I should kind of round it out with these big characters now. And where does it end? Yeah, the idea of a completionist collector is very difficult. Outside of of like Steve Stan Stansweet and Ryan Johnson, the guy that Kyle talked to on Saber Rattling, like I don't think you can be a completist in the world we live in as far as stars collecting. There's just too much of it. You have to have. Unless you were like a multi-millionaire and that oh, was your job. Yeah, that would be awesome. You curating a Star Wars collection museum would be incredible, but it's 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 almost it's just that like you can't do everything anymore. It's not like there's just a single line of figures plus a few T-shirts and some you know you know serial tie-ins or something. It's everywhere. And uh, Troy, I know you've been really intensifying over the last year or so as well. And I'll take credit for a good chunk of that. <laughs> but how have you been focusing your collection here? I know you're big in the Black Series and you didn't yeah. quite get into the 40th anniversary, but where has your focus been lying this year? 
Yes, yeah, so strongly just with the Black Series and, and more just character-driven. I've, I've, I've stayed away from Troopers because I know that would be a, you know, a, a dark path for me to go down. So I stayed yep. away from the Troopers and uh, I, I try and complete basically everything that they throw at us from the uh, Rebels line. So, you know, I'm yeah. pretty much caught up from Thrawn, you know, Hera and all of them. Pretty much, I think we just need an Ezra and I need Rex. Rex Zeb. is hard. And, and Zeb, yeah, we need Zeb and, and, and Ezra to be released. And, and yeah, Chopper. Rex. And of course, with a, Z. <laughs> with a Z, how could I get that? So, you know, um, but um, really that, I, I stocked up on my Vaders. That was my my pride and joy this whole year was the Vader 40th. Um, it comes with four stands. You can't go wrong with that. And for the price point there, I think for a minute, you could get them for about 19 bucks. So you can't go wrong with that. Um, but yeah, man, just sticking with the Black Series. I never never dived into the three, three and quarter. And I stayed away from the um, the Elite Series. And I've never done the Lego since I was since I was a kid there. So yeah, just six inch all day for me. Black series. Yeah. Yeah. The, well the three and three quarters, me, like I I don't know, I I really stuck with like character that that's where I kinda went like, okay, these are characters that are not in black series, like Cad Bane and a lot right. of uh Clone Wars stuff, like the yeah. cartoon. Like that, I don't know, it, it it called to me pretty strongly this year. Yeah, like the the thing with the three and three quarter, and I jumped into them with the Force Awakens. Is I love the card backs, and they went back to the five POA. The price point dropped down to about seven to nine bucks. To me, those are. I try not to be the completist, but I've got both lines of the Force Awakens and Rogue One in three and three quarters. The whole set. And oh wow! I did because they just were there. Like you could buy them yesterday on the weekend for three bucks. The Rogue ones, Rogue One ones. At, wow at yeah. Toys R Us. And so yeah. I'm picking the ones I don't have off the shelf at this point and kind of doubling up on some. But to me for those is I love the card art. Like the Black Series is fine, but it's it's fairly generic. The card art on the three and three quarters just pulls me in. The colors, the kind of the character portraits they have there. As well it kind of calls back a bit to the vintage series. And that that's what kind of got me back into collecting when I was in university was my dad bought me a case of vintage action figures. And so that holds kind of a close place in my heart as far as my connection to Star Wars and my connection to collecting. And those figures are so reminiscent of the original vintage run outside of kind of they're much more well sculpted, but just the five POA, the card arts nice and kind of how the line is quite expansive. And I, I like that aspect of it. And that's what's drawn me into the 3.75 inch. And I don't see myself ever veering away from that. I don't love the card art on the Last Jedi figures, but to this point, everyone I've seen, I've, I've picked up. <laughs> so it, again, kind of bordering on that that obsession, but the price point is is pretty good for the 3.75 inch, the three and three quarter inch. Yeah, it's, it's, that's it. I didn't feel too bad. Like, you know, you drop a bill and you're getting like, I don't know, eight to 10 figures close to, you know? Yeah. It's, it's it's more much more manageable. Like, you look at the Black Series. We all collect the Black Series. We're almost completists, I would say, in this sense. I'm starting to kind of drop certain things out as they replicate from the 40th anniversary line or they're kind yeah. of pulling in other figures from, you know, the, the Vader was replicated and the, the, the yeah. Sand Person was all replicated. And I didn't grab those. But at the same time, you look at these. They're 30 bucks a pop Canadian plus your taxes. And you're getting a whole wave of six or so. You're looking at a quite a bit of money on a single drop. And yeah, it's like over it's two fifty. Yeah, much. It, it's crazy for you know, in the the barest of essence, the plastic sculpts of things we see on the screen, and 
it's, it's hard to justify that sometimes. So we've come up with kind of like these plans, nothing over $35 and trying to identify the individual figures are going to be harder to find and try to grab them first and let the other ones linger on the pegs a little bit. It's, it's all about for me having a plan for collecting. And that's really only right. developed in 2017 for me because before it was just, I'll just get everything. I'll order it from big bad toy store, or Dorkside toys and yeah. just make sure I have it all. And then I stepped back and realized, Oh crap, you know, I'm paying American dollars for these. I'm yeah, paying for up. postage. And then all of a sudden I'm getting these black series figures and I'm paying $45 a pop for them, which is mental. So that yeah, was I've another there, kind of big realization. I was like, well, okay, gotta step back here and figure out how to do this much more economically because it's just going to drive my wallet into the ground. And it's going to be to the point where I can't feed my family anymore, but hell, I've got a great collection. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when it's time to start selling and that's what you don't want. No, never, never, never. So how did you guys find yourself kind of developing a plan for collecting? Like, did you find yourself kind of evolving through the year as things got more intense, kind of stepping back. How did you, do you have any plans, Corey? Like, do you go in with kind of a $35 rule? Do you go in with any sort of idea of how to collect? I I guess it depends more or less. Like I know for the most part, like what I'm looking for, but at a point it was, there was no rhyme or reason. Like it was kind of out of control. I was just kind of purchasing stuff and, you know, having listened to you guys and your, your price point thing was made a good it's a good point. Sometimes I need to listen to it a little more in the sense that, you know, but again, I haven't seen all that much from wave two of the late, the latest wave. I haven't seen much at all. And that's really disappointing. Is that the mass? Uh, so sometimes wave that, that you're, yeah. Oh. yeah. So I jumped, okay. I jumped a gun <clears throat> on a lot of that stuff, you know, because like Gree, I, I purchased, I was like, this is going to be a hot commodity, but they are just teeming with them over here and oh, they, yeah. they're still not budging. Yeah. Stack price point. But there's a lot of characters, I guess, that I've seen that I wanted and I'm like, I'll be back for you. And they're gone, never to be seen again. So sometimes I get a little nervous like that because I, I, again, don't like paying for postage and all that crap either. But uh, yeah, more character focused, like Troy had said. And just, you know, trying to be a little more patient in the sense that, you know, the, these guys will come around. Uh, keep my ear to the ground for the most part, again, through you guys, like you guys help guide me through the 40th anniversary <laughs> collection saying this guy's going to be a little more rare. This guy's going to be like, you know, a couple more per box. Uh, so in that regard, I, I was kind of able to say like, okay. And I had a feeling too, you know, what characters are kind of kind of a bit linger a bit more than others. Right. Yep. So yeah. you, you go with your gut sometimes. And a lot of that too has come just trial and error. Like the, our, our ability to try, I'll say try and predict how these are going to drop out, what's going to be lingering has come because I've been burned so many times. Like I tell a story, like when the original Boba Fett black series came out, I couldn't find it anywhere. And I panicked. I bought it at a local comic book shop for like $65. Cause I thought I'm never going to see this again. And then a week later, I wandered into the Disney store of all places. And what's sitting there, six Boba Fett's. Oh yeah, and they're like twenty-two bucks a piece. I was so oh upset, and so that's when I got to the point, and this was this was quite a few years ago still, and that's when I got to the point. I was like, okay, I need to to be a bit more patient on this, and sometimes it's that trial by fire. Like you got to get burned before you're ready to take a step back, because I still, I still have never learned my lesson. Because this year, one of my one of my biggest purchase regrets, 
has been the 40th anniversary Darth Vader. I bought it the first day it came out. I paid 80 bucks for it. And Troy's bought four of them for the price <laughs> I bought one for. And so that that's when that's where the $35 rule came in for us. Right. It, Guilt, it came guilty in, as charged as well, man. Yeah. Well, I, to me, when I looked at these and when they were first announced, I can't remember if it was announced at the celebration before 2017 or where exactly, or maybe Toy Fair, they started showing up. I looked at this kit and I was like, this thing is going to fly off the shelves. Yeah. I thought there's no way it's Vader. It's this really cool six inch stand. The boxes art is awesome. I thought for sure this is going to disappear. $80 price point. That's a lot, but at the same time, there's a lot of collectors out there and this thing hung out forever. Like you can still get it for, it's down at 40 bucks at some places, but Troy, you saw it for 20. And yeah, so, it's, it's weird. And on the Walmart's website, it's two fifty eight right now, two hundred fifty eight dollars. It's it's crazy. What so, really? Yeah, if you go online right now for Walmart, it's two hundred fifty eight or two forty nine. It's it's crazy. That's got to be a typo, man. Yeah, it's it's been like that for a while. I, I've all throughout this month, it's been that price. I don't know what's going on with the uh, the website, but the price has been jacked up on that figure. It's crazy. Ugh, I would never pay that. Yeah. No, yeah, that that, that was disappointing though, because I, I saw it. I hadn't seen it at Walmart yet and I knew it was out there and the the line was out there and I, I kind of started to see how the 40th anniversary was a bit uh, scraggly kind of, if you will, like here and there I was seeing pieces, nothing cohesive. Like I wasn't able to purchase the whole set in one shot kind of. So when I saw Vader at Toys R Us, I was like, oh my God, I gotta get this. Yes. <laughs> I know that exact feeling. That's that, that euphoric moment like I spoke about. Like, Oh my God, I have my hands on this. I need to get it. But if if you go now, 2017 has been a perfect example. Anything over $35 has shelf camped. Even those, the speeders and that, I thought when I first saw them, okay, these things are going to disappear. There's still the same five boxes at EB Games at a hundred bucks a piece. You know, I I haven't even seen one of those in stores. I've been to three different EB Games, never even seen one. Yeah, they're stacked over here. No one's touching them. No one's even budging on those things. EB Games, I think you again, if you go to the Toys R Us website, they're stacked pretty deep and well, no one's Toys R Us and EB Games are horrible for that. Like I'll tell you guys one time I went to the Honey Hole, which is a Walmart near where I live. <laughs> and the prices here they fluctuate so much, like it doesn't make sense. I walked in one time this summer and Black Series figures and they were like there was a huge section of Black Series guys. 10 bucks. Wow. What? Yeah. It lasted about a week. So like I picked up as, I mean, as, as many as my budget permitted that month, nothing spectacular, but you know, it was like, Christ, I can just buy troopers if I want or whatever, but I got yeah, some good, they, they still had some choice characters left. So it was like, wow, man. And then, you know, some weeks they're like 15 or like the ones that shouldn't be cheap, like a uh, Lando when it came out. Like I was like, man, like he just came out and it was 15 bucks. Whereas all the crappy other ones they have on this, on the shelves, like Zuvio and all that are still 29. That's, <laughs> I still have not seen a Lando from that, that wave. That has probably been really? the hardest wave to find throughout this year. That Qui-Gon Lando wave. Yeah. I, I had, I went online to get my, my Qui-Gon. I was like, forget this. I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah. Walmart. Yeah. I got him off Walmart and, uh, and Lando. I think I got Lando off there. uh, out there too. I think I think this year the cheapest we had was a fifteen dollar point for some of the waves, like the Soka wave and the the old Ben Kenobi couple of Rogue One figures. They went down to fifteen bucks, but ten bucks—that's a steal, man. Yeah, awesome. It is. Yeah, it is. yeah, that was ridiculous. 
So, I thought it, was, it must have been some kind of error. Yeah. A, a good error on your end. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mentioned that I have kind of this big regret purchase this year that I did purchase that Vader. Do you guys have any big regret purchases or regret non-purchase? You picked up a figure and said, look, I'm sure this will be here next time. I'll put it down. I've got to buy a few other things. I've got, you know, a few other action figures in here. I got to pick and choose between two or three of them. You put one down and then you never saw it again. Do you have anything like that from this year? Uh, I don't. Uh, well, kind of do, kind of don't. It, it, it's funny, you know, I, I did see the Vader for the first time and it was 79 bucks and I had it in my cart. And I took a picture of it and I put it back and I thought I was going to have a big regret. And then, you know, down the road, I found it for 40. So I, I don't really regret paying 40 bucks for the figure and then, you know, stocking up on it again down the road. But I kind of had a bit of both of what you just mentioned there. So that's probably about it for me. Um, I guess my biggest regret not getting or even seeing was probably just the um, the uh, Sand People. Um, I could never I could never find those guys. That's about it. Everything else, I, I think I did all right this year, this season. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Corey? Any regret purchases this year? Regrets? Uh, maybe. I think I bought a, a little too much, possibly. <laughs> Like opens up too many can of worms where I'm just gonna probably have to keep continue with them a bit. Uh, for the most part, again, like my stuff's character driven. Like I want to get like yeah. the leads in a film, you know, like a, yeah. at least like six or seven leads. Yes. And a cu- couple guys that I had a really hard time finding was uh, Baze Chirut. And oh, you also, found those two. I found all three of them at one point at the, at the Honey Hole, right? And I was like, ooh, my budget only permits one right now, and I ended up picking up a Ravan. Darth oh, Revan. Oh, you found him nice. Oh, yeah, it was it was dude. like freshly stocked, man. It was like brand spanking new. I had to dig like you know how they have them on the shelves there. Like if it's on one shelf that just kind of fits those black series and they're like maybe five six wide. Yeah, it's like dude, I'm rearranging that entire shelf like going through, and then you know the one you want's always the last one you find right in the middle at the last last little dude. So anyway, I found that pack and I was like, I'll be back for you, Bays and Chirrut. Nice. And uh, I, I found the bait. Like, I went back for Bays and Charette. They were gone. Oh, and I found Bays oh, no. one other time. I've only seen him one other time. I picked him up right away, but Charette's still been uh, – he's, he's not a part of the collection yet. Yeah, that was another hard wave to find. Because for me, that wave, it was – I saw Bays Charette, and then I also saw the first wave of the 40th anniversary. So I went to randomly into Walmart – and I end up walking out with like eight action figures at thirty bucks a pop, and yeah, but I was, I'm happy I did that because I've literally never seen Bays and Shirt again, other than that one time I saw them at that Walmart. So true, man. And, I, yeah, I saw them once at Walmart, and that's it. And that, that's what wave were they anyways? What's that? What wave were those guys anyways for Rogue One, the I second th- one? I think they were like a uh, like a chase pack. Like they came. Sometimes they swap out figures in a wave right. and i think they were kind of just right. swap outs and they came with like probably a Jin, a cassian and a k2 or something you know because we still have those still most of them stack pretty deep oh, so yeah. it looks All like over. they're a swap out because it was just really them two in the in the black series line that when i remember going and picking them up and i had every other figure already that was kind of stacked along with them that likely came in the case alongside them so sometimes they just have these like re- weird random figures like even that qui-gon wave and that it was kind of similar to that it was just yeah. like a repack wave, and you had, I think there's a Krennic in there and maybe a K2 that came in with that wave. It was just kind of like lingering figures that you got that didn't really get much distribution because they were getting ready to stock up with the Last Jedi figures. Yeah, that's right. 
that was a weird one. Yeah. So how about, how about biggest purchases for this year? You know, we've all really had a, a great collecting year, a really intense year. What are some of the, the biggest purchases you made both from maybe financially or just the best purchases you've made? I'm going to throw this one to you first, Corey. Uh, I think the Ravon one was a pretty big rush for me. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, I guess the biggest financial one, which isn't really that big, was the Black Series Stormtrooper helmet. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's cool. Um, don't really have it on display or anything yet. It's still in the box, but uh, it is cool. I played with it a bit. I had um, a Princess Leia issue one blank variant cover. Um, oh, I had I Jeff Isherwood. Yeah, Jeff Isherwood, uh, former DC Marvel artist. I had him nice. do, do a little cover on that. That was kind of neat. Uh, but I think my white whale this year, the thing that I was most happy about getting, and again, it's not really all that much, um, but it's so much. It means it meant so much to find this thing because you guys know the struggle on this one that I went through. The the 40th anniversary, I really wanted to to complete that line, mm-hmm. even though technically I still haven't because Kyle, well, hopefully <laughs> Kyle's going to give me give me his X-wing, Luke. I think we had to <laughs> perform some sort of heist. No, I, I think I'm just. Uh, he, he's just got to do it, man. He's just got to sense that down. it's the wills of the force. And you know, he's <laughs> going to do, I believe that Kyle is going to do the right thing. He's going to send him home where he belongs with the rest of his boys. There's 13 of them now. Uh, we got to round that number out to a nice even number. But it was uh, really was R2, man, because I, I was so close to buying R2. I found every 40th anniversary figure um, retail in the store. And it was a bit of a hunt. I when I saw them like you, uh, Tim, I I'd seen them and I said I, I best pick these up now before it's too late, right? I ordered Chewbacca from Walmart online. Luckily, that panned out. And then um, I bought the Tuscan Raider oh. at Comic Con at an inflated price. How much was that one? If you don't mind me asking. It's really and actually uh, it's, it's quite a funny story, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm there and this guy his booth was closed off. You couldn't really get into his display part mm-hmm. so i didn't have glasses with my glasses with me and i'm struggling the guy's like yeah come in come in look at everything you know so i'm like i see he's got a fresh box of this wave like the this in the packaging still you know oh and he's like he's like oh yeah i busted open so it's all the the second wave of the 40th and i'm like oh hook me up that testing reader he's like 50 oh. bucks i'm just like all right cool i'm like i, I don't care i'm doing it boom yeah and oh. I'm, I'm walking out with it and he hit one of his partner. He sees me walking out with him. He's like, he looks at me. He's like, looks at the toy. And he's like, that'll be 75 bucks. What? Yeah. And I'm like, um, I'm like, I just paid your buddy over there. Like, thanks. <laughs> like, it's just, they're making up as they go, man. Whatever oh, yeah. it is. Cons are brutal. Oh, man. Yeah. So I, I almost purchased the R2 there as well. Like, I, I looked at the budget. I had a pretty good con. It was toward the end of the day. I finally found R2. It was only a, the one shop out of all these booths. And it was massive, massive convention. And the guy's like hundred bucks, and I'm like, oh, bro. I, I dug through the the wallet. I'm like, I'm like, I'll give you seventy right now. He's like, nope. I was like, my God. Yeah, I was like, seventy five is like that's the top of the mark, man. And he was just like, yeah. no. Nope. And then I don't know, probably back in October, I was going out for dinner with a buddy, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna stop in Toys R Us first. It's like right beside where we were going. And lo and behold, I uh, I'd been to this Toys R Us. Like weekly almost, you know, it's right beside Walmart. So we kind of do the family thing. I can run over there for a second and, and I see 40th anniversary Han back on the shelves. Like it was a oh. while now since the first wave had come out. So I was like, 
are you kidding me? Like, how's he back? And I'm like, wait a minute, kind of like it just became like a dream. And then like I, I just ran over there and like I kind of just peeked behind the next one. I saw there was a tinge of blue. I was like, yeah, could it really be? And it was R2, man. I was like, are oh, you kidding man. me, man? Like uh, that was such a crucial score. Ah, uh, felt that was that's a big score for me. Those are the That's moments, huge. man. Those are the yeah. moments the collectors live for. I know exactly what you're talking about. Dipping into a Toys R Us or a Walmart on your way to see a buddy or on your way home from work or whatever. I do it right. all the time. You know, it takes a couple minutes to, to dip in, rummage through the aisle. You know, I always check to below. I always check above in, in Toys R Us to make sure no one's shoved anything up top. But that those are the moments. Those are when the hunt is real. And I love that, man. I love that you can capture those moments and think back and be like, yes, this is why we collect. It's yes, we love the items, but it's more about for me at least, it's it's about the hunt and it's about sharing those experiences with people like yourself, Corey and Troy. Like I, I love that aspect about collecting as much as I love the actual action figures. I got you there, man. Yeah. Even definitely. Force Friday, man. I had the guy literally I walked around the store for like maybe a good 15 minutes. I didn't see anything. And I was like, oh, man, come on. Then someone asked me, like, do you need any help? I'm like, yeah, you know, this wave's supposed to drop today of all this awesome stuff. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, it's right over here. And he just wheeled it over, man, on his jigger or his hand, hand pallet truck, whatever. And, like, I just watched him cut it open, the display. And I just, like, had at, like, the pick, my pick of the – the crop you know is incredible oh, yeah that's Friday. sick yeah well how about you Trey, man what's what's been your biggest and best purchase for 2017 in stars collecting oh i, I don't know man you know i i just like a broken record but it's, it's going to go back to vader and uh for two reasons it's um i, I like you mentioned i can't remember if it's comic-con or new york toy fair but when they first dropped the 40th anniversary um uh, images they looked unreal to me. I thought they looked so good, especially I do have the original. I did have the original Vader Black Series. And even when I finally got it, I wasn't really impressed with that figure. And when we finally got to see what they did with the um, with the Rogue One Episode Four Vader, I was just in love with this figure right off the bat. I, could, I was looking at it up and down and just thinking of all the different things I can do to that figure to just make it the way I want. Um, taking it out of the box, like the poses you can get out of that figure is great. His cape's awesome. has a nice weight to it. The shape of his helmet is perfect, and uh, man, it's it's probably my favorite, one of my favorite Black Series of all time. So that's why I doubled up on that thing like tons. So um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's gonna go with Vader. It's probably my most expensive one too because I haven't touched any deluxe sets or anything like that. I'm not I'm not chasing the speeders for the price that they're at right now. So I think when I did get that Vader it was forty bucks, which is ten bucks more than the average black series so um yeah it's it's gonna it's gonna go to that figure and my and to throw it out there my most underrated figure was uh kylo ren for the last jedi he's actually a really sweet figure he's a lot better looking than the um force awakens one the maskless one they made like some big improvements with this figure so those are uh, those are my top two he's pretty easy to get to kylo ren you can get him anywhere yeah. right now but yeah he's a great figure now. yeah i, I kind of fall in this path where i'm doubling up on some figures to take him out just for the the posability the uh, articulation and the black series is so sure. cool. You know what I mean? And uh, if you if you still have an extra color Ren from the last wave, you can pop that helmet off, throw it on this last Jedi figure, and he just looks great. He's awesome. So I'm all about that, those two figures right now. Well, I can definitely attest. To, I can definitely attest to that because sometimes I, I I buy, well, I buy stuff for the giveaways, right? And right. A while, a while back, I gave the Kyle this just massive bag of stuff, and 
and I had all of it, you know, like everything that was in the bag I already had. But when he came to take it, I was just like, my precious, like, you, know, <laughs> like you can't have it. <laughs> oh, no, that's for just, sure, right? <laughs> uh, quickly, just to mention as well, like Kyle, he found this amazing score. I don't know if he told you about it, Tim. He must have last week. Which one? But uh, he he was at Toys R Us last week. He got the Black Series Tie Fighter, which oh, is yeah, yeah. absolutely enormous, forty dollars, and it comes with the what? figure. Yeah, forty bucks. It's forty bucks now? Holy I don't know. I think he found it at Toys R Us, but either way, he he came home with it, and it's like it's just massive. But with the figure, like. Yeah, there's That's a little the, better than a display. <laughs> yeah, well, I tell you, uh, another story where I got seriously burned. <laughs> I bought that thing at 150 bucks. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so it was another one of those things. It was like a panic moment for me. This was, I, it must have been either early 2017, late 2016, um, when I when I saw this because I was like, oh my god, I'm never gonna see this again. This is another one of those moments before we kind of could have installed these rules within the nerd room is like, I thought it was going to disappear and lo and behold, it's still kicking around. And so that was another one of those moments, like trial by error. This was something I had to get burned on to understand how to collect better. And that's one thing that we're always trying to do here is we're trying to help people collect better through the mistakes that we've made is it's and that's why we we've come up with some of these rules but yeah that's the protocol the yeah, nerd room protocol it's, it's, it's gotta be there man and then there's the abc <laughs> oh, yeah. of the nerd room always be collecting you know going to any store you always take a dip down into the uh the toilet you never know what you're gonna find in there that's one i always love to but it's hard it's hard to justify sometimes anyway in, in my situation anyhow if i like dude if i saw all that stuff and i was with my wife and i was like Oh my god! I have to get these like eight figures right now. Like that wouldn't go over. Yeah, how's that? You know what I mean, that's, like, that's an interesting question because that that comes into to play a lot here. Because you know we all got wives; they're reasonable humans. Sometimes we're not when it comes to collecting. How do they act towards your obsession here, or what we'll call an obsession for each individual one of us? But how how do your wives kind of like? Do they participate? Do they? you know, support it or are they, you know, very much like you're buying figures and kind of hiding them under the table. <laughs> I'm a little more toward the latter. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. Uh, like she definitely knows, like she sees the boxes and all that stuff, but uh, I'm pretty sure she, she knew the price points and all that. There were toward, we'd be having a discussion, <laughs> but uh, no, she hooked me up with one of my favorite toys ever, man. Like that uh, three pack black series astromech. Oh, yeah, it's a sweet one. Yeah, she hooked me up with that for Christmas and last year. So that was pretty cool. So she kind of gets it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Troy, you're a few, you're a few yeah. months into marriage now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, she's she's been great. She's always been great. She um she got my, my Darth Revan, one of my favorite uh, Star Wars characters of all time, and that was such a hard find. So she she got me that, and, um, man, my, my Christmas is looking pretty good. I know a couple of other Black series that she managed nice. to pull for me, and uh, – yeah, so she, she's good. She's uh, she supports it, and she's even gonna support me in my venture as I as I make way to uh, the Hot Toys. It's gonna happen. Twenty eighteen, I'm going there, and uh, yeah, it's it's happening. That You're Hot Toys making the kid. switch. Making the switch, man. I'm making the switch. I'm I'm committed. I I can't wait to make that 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 switch. So awesome. we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, yeah, she's been good. Yeah, my wife, my wife's the same too. She's very supportive of it all, which is it's good. She's 
she's even more so like you should probably buy it because you're never gonna see it again i have to be like no 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 no, no. it's okay I'll, I'll be able to get it again don't worry about that so i always love that about her and she's you know responsible for some of the bigger pieces i have in here and you know she's always kind of this is your hobby this is the thing you do you don't do other things so this is kind of you know your thing and you love it and you podcast about it and this has become kind of what I love about it too and I was saying about you know sharing these experiences this is over the last years is getting to know you Corey and kind of sharing all of that with you and so it's become kind of a way a segue into a much bigger friendship and oh, I, for I, sure. I really love that aspect of it and she recognizes that and I think that's important in uh in anyone that you're kind of especially with the, the price at some of these right it's so it's good sometimes I have to you know put things underneath the table for a little bit you know especially when I come home with a $250 wave of black series figures <laughs> <laughs> that's it like, that, that's one thing i wanted to ask you guys like how do you guys like really go about it like for the force awakens and the rogue one like did you guys get like all the main leads and stuff or just like is it certain characters that stick out that you say this guy's gonna represent this movie for me you know the first wave on for rogue one this year uh, or late last year early into this year i got i'm i, I got everything and same with the Force Awakens. Like I have the entire Elite series line for the Force Awakens, the entire Black series line. Uh, Rogue One, I'm I would say I'm ninety percent complete on everything. So Jesus. I don't quite have that that same focus. Um, I, my focus is is almost completionist when it comes to the Black series in particular. I've really scaled back in the Elite series this year because that's that's another big realization I had is that these things shelf camp big time. And yeah. so I I've only bought two this year. And I, I'm gonna wait until they're half price. They're 33 bucks now. They'll be 12 bucks by March, maybe into May, when they're trying to clear the way for the Han Solo stuff that's gonna come. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it's it's one of those things that I am I am a completist to a degree for the Black series. I don't really focus in on anything except for having all of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hard, man. Like even me now, like. I got started this year, right? So now I'm looking back in the past and all these lines that they had, and I'm like, well, I I, I want Empire Luke, and I want, oh. like, Empire Han and A New Hope Luke, and it's just, it's horrible. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw a picture up on Twitter later on tomorrow or the next day. I think I have, I'm only missing from the Black Series collection, I'm maybe 10 or 12 figures of probably, I there's got to be well over 100 of them. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. So I, but I started collecting these when they first dropped, like in 2013, I think they started coming out or 14. I can't yeah. remember. Like I remember going to, it was target was here at the time in Canada, going to a target and picking up the R2D2, the Darth Maul, the X-Wing pilot Luke in the original black series box. Like I have all of those. And those are worth a pretty penny now too. Yeah. Cause they're impossible to get, <laughs> but it, it's, it's one of those things that like mine goes, like I step back even further. Like I, I take responsibility or a good chunk of it for Troy getting as intensely into collecting oh, as yeah. he has. <laughs> and I like to think that we maybe influenced you a little bit, Corey. And you know, I've got other friends that, that I've done the same thing to. And so <laughs> I'm a bit like the, <laughs> the emperor on that end, but it's like I said, it's, it's fun. It's good stuff. And you know, when I, when I look back on, on 2017 this year, I have to say, man, and this is going to just, just break Corey. My, my, my biggest and best purchase was a, the, the X-Wing pilot Luke from the 40th anniversary and Rob cast shout out to Rob. He sent it to me. He was at celebration, grabbed it. He FaceTimed me while he's at celebration 
And I was at home with my parents. It's funny because this marks another moment in my life. I was at home with my parents and it was right after my sister had her first baby. And I'm on the phone FaceTiming with Rob Cast and he's showing me this X-Wing Luke that he has where he's standing down at Celebration. And he's like, this one's for you, man. This one's for you. You texted me before and said, dude, if you can get this, I'll pick it up for you. And he did it. And that's like my favorite piece from this year because it's it has some significance emotionally to me and because it's it's so hard to get. And he, he I paid him 35 bucks what he paid for it at the con. And so that was oh, like, a, that's like, he's a good man that Robert cast. Yes, he is. He's my dude. <laughs> so that's like my, like, it's one of the, it's in line with the price point that I wanted to pay for it, but it's also the exclusivity. It's got a story behind it. You know, he brought it back from celebration. He experienced, like he, he's told me a story a few times about how he got it, him and him and Mark from over at TSW. So there's like this big, like Commonwealth story behind it. So not only does it have that importance for the collection, but it, to me, it has much more of like a nostalgic and and kind of connection to something bigger, especially with the Commonwealth. That for us, Troy and I, especially, like it's become a, a huge part because joining kind of late in 2016 was it? How long have we been? I can't remember how long. We've been. 16, late yeah. 16. And yeah, because yeah, it was in our, our year anniversary that we kind of joined up. So 2017 has been like our first full year. We must be coming up on our anniversary of being part of the Commonwealth. And so that figure in itself has like a much bigger connection to something that's become a huge part of my life. And so that's why I love that figure. That's like my favorite purchase of this year because it has both, you know, a collecting importance and an emotional importance. Dude, I, I totally remember that whole thing going down. <laughs> like, uh, we're, we're, we have like the Commonwealth like group, you know, with, where the hosts are kind of chatting every now and again, like coordinating and whatnot. And like you were asking Rob and then after, I still remember like you had tweeted, like he had tweeted, I got you it. And you were like, oh, my God. And I was like, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, honestly, like, Kyle's belongs in my – like, yours is yours, but Kyle's belongs with me. <laughs> we start some sort of Star Wars Commonwealth petition to get the X-Wing loot. We, we should, yeah. like, think about it, man. <laughs> no. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I think – you know what? I'm going to say right here, Kyle, if you're listening, man, you know, do the right thing. Give that over to, to your dude. Give that over to Corey. <laughs> He's going to hate that. I love you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what we can maybe. We can maybe we'll conjure up something here later on in the year that we can entice him a little bit to maybe send it over your way. <laughs> I'll, like, I'll, I'm, I'm relentless, as you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what, guys? All in all, I think 2017 has been a huge year for collecting. Like, we didn't even really touch on Lego or Funko Pops and all that. So there, there's a lot out there. You know, we're big Black Series collectors, and, you know, we're all about the, the, the six-inch style, the, the the way that they're sculpted, how they look, and how they, they're just displayed. And I absolutely love them. But, you know, at this point in time, 2017 is almost over. We're riding into The Last Jedi here. We're going to see Wave 3, hopefully, in a couple weeks, maybe into the new year. But... Let's talk a little bit about 2018 and build that anticipation. We've got what's going to be the back end, probably Wave 4 and 5 of The Last Jedi. But one anomaly that we're going to have here going into 2018 is Solo. That movie comes out in May, still slated for May, shockingly enough. But we're going to have action figures now dropping on top of The Last Jedi, Wave 4 and 5, for Solo. Like, we're not going to have a proper Force Friday this year because we're not going to have that September reveal. It's going to have to be sometime maybe in, you know, March or April. 
So how are you guys looking at 2018 with what's going to be the first time we don't have a set of figures that are at least one year apart from two different movies? I don't know. Yeah, let's let's hope be, they linger. <laughs> yeah, this will be interesting, eh? This 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 wave of the solo figures. I, yeah. I don't really know what to think about. It. I, I still haven't necessarily been super hyped about this this film. Actually, no, listening back to uh, Tumbling Saber a little while back, um, I think it's Kyle. Kyle mentioned he kind of kind of piqued my interest in the film a little bit more when you guys were talking about the title of Solo and what it could possibly mean. And I, I have to admit, that kind of brought, rose my interest in this film a little bit more. So I am a little bit more excited, at least now, for the Han Solo film. But uh, for the figures, we'll, we'll have to see. I don't really know what they're going to do here, what kind of characters we're going to get. It, it should be interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm going to I'm gonna have to play it by ear as well. Uh, Black Series figures, who knows? Like I, I was saying before, I'd like to get the leads at least, you know, like yes. a representation of the film to some degree. But uh, I don't know. We'll have to see the film and see who who stands out kind of, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, first wave, I'll definitely, if they're all original figures, like new figures, I'll definitely be grabbing the first wave. I'm almost assuming that they're going to do maybe four figures and then either repack or push some Last Jedi figures into that wave, to that first solo wave. I'm going to do the three and three quarter inch if they are actually releasing it. I'm expecting a, a probably a smaller release because it's not a saga film. It's kind of even, it still doesn't even have that same hype that Rogue One had at this point right. in its cycle because they still, we still don't have a trailer or anything like that. So I'm, I'm still quite committed to the Black Series going to Solo. I'm not going to do a wait and see. I'm just going to grab them as they go. I'm, I'm going to ha- roll into this with the expectation that I'm going to love it. And I think, think for me, like 2018 is, is just going to be very similar to 2017. It's, it's, it's focusing. It's, it's making sure that I'm buying these things economically and doing my collecting the right way. So it's, it's becoming less of kind of this kind of scatterbrain approach to collecting and more about how do I do this properly. And that's one thing that I love talking about and love shooting you messages too, Corey, is, is I think we can all learn from each other. You know, some of the stuff we've talked about tonight and some of the stuff that we're going to learn going into 2018 is how do we collect better? And I want to make sure that, you know, we're always make you know, whether it's on Tumbling Saber or here in the Nerd Room, we're always trying to help, you know, people collect better. Because when collectors, I find, are happy and we're getting the distribution, it's it's a lot more fun within the community when everyone's happy and finding everything. I don't like the negativity that we sometimes get into because it, it kind of takes away from my hobby. So 2018, it's for me, it's all about getting into Solo, finishing off The Last Jedi with the Black Series 3, 3 quarter inch, uh, continuing with things like Smuggler's Bounty, kind of relying a bit more on the Elite Series for more of my statue-like things, and just enjoying collecting and sharing it with you, Corey, sharing it with you, Troy. And that's what 2018, for me, is going to look like in collecting. I, I hope so, too, in a way. Like, you know, got to rein it in a bit. But in the same regard, like, I hope, like you said it, the, if the distribution is there, because one thing I noticed as my disease progressed <laughs> um, was that I was becoming increasingly frustrated yes. with a lot of the distribution, and it, it wasn't fun. Like at a point, it was like it was actual. Like I was actually mad. Like like I I want this figure. Why is it not available? Like like everyone else across the country's got it, not me. I'm like you know. Yeah, that plastic anxiety. <laughs> It's, yep. It it does, and that's that's the the thing that was a, a big realization for me this year is that, you know what, it's okay, 
if you can't find things because uh, usually eventually you'll find them and and that's part of the hunt a bit right is is that you need to have that that white whale that that figure you can't find because when you do find it like your, your han solo story and r2 story right is when you do find it you're like oh my god I've been waiting for literally six months to find this. To me, it just makes, you know, the taste of that, that success so much better. That's so true. Yeah. It's, I could have fell on my knees that day, man, honestly. I, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so funny because I know the exact feeling. Like that's, that's what you're – it's almost like a high, right? You're kind of chasing that, that for that one single moment. And at the end of the day – the, the the best part sometimes about collecting is finding the figure. You know, when you get it and bring it home, you know you own it. And so that that's kind of like that that feeling, that relief of what I always call the plastic anxiety. But it's that moment in the store and you're ah, and then you like I love it. You just throw it up on Twitter, you're like, Look what I found, guys, and everyone's like, Oh my god, how where'd you find that? How you know? It's to me it's it's all about that. Like I know I said it a few times, but it's it's about kind of the brethren that we've we've constructed in the Commonwealth and amongst a few other people, you know, kind of run on Twitter. You know, we've never met each other in person, but I feel like when I'm running into a store, the first thing I want to do when I find something is is text Corey or text Troy. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Good times to be had in 2018. And now Troy, you've you've already you've alluded to it. You've always, you've even said it. Hot toys are on your radar. Yeah, man. Uh, what's gonna yeah. drop? What's gonna drop off for you in 2018 if you're gonna step into the big boy world of hot toys? <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, you know, we just mentioned uh, Han Solo. I'm hoping, <laughs> kind of bad or good here, but I'm kind of hoping that um, for for me at least, the wave doesn't catch me that hard, so I can actually, you know, jump full head full on into um, the hot toys route. I, I'm gonna try and start with that Anakin because I've I've just been obsessing with it since you tweeted the picture um, from that. I think it was it Comic Con or was that uh, yeah. Celebration? I think Celebration. Sorry, I tweeted that. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I, I remember the one you guys are talking about. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you tweeted that, I'm pretty sure it's Celebration. And man, ever since then, I'm like, I, I want to make that jump. I I don't know if I can say the same about the MCU stuff, but uh, for Star Wars at least, I think I I might be ready at that point to uh, to commit to it and, and scale back even more so on the Black Series stuff and really just stick with the leads and the villains, uh, pay no mind to, uh, to the side characters and the vehicles and just embrace the hot toys, man. Because that's, yeah, that's just where I want to go with those. I, I think they're, they're great. I can take them out of the box. I'm really starting to fall kind of down this, this hole of uh, unboxing things now. Yeah. You know, just getting the articulation right, you know what I mean? And, and posing these figures. And I think what other figure to do it best than, than the hot toys. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what 2018 looks like is going to bring my way. For now, at least I'd say. Yeah, Corey, you ever thinking about dipping into Hot Toys? Uh, maybe for certain characters, not at a from a real collecting oh. standpoint. Like oh, I gotta no. get them all. Like there's certain right. characters that stand out to me. Like that want like. So this thing, like um, I think eventually when I do kind of end up displaying things, I think they're gonna be. Once I unveil it all and look at it and look at it, I'm gonna be like, okay, well, there's certain characters that kind of be reappearing here. Mm-hmm. Like those are obviously your more favorite characters and. You know, it's nice to have a really, really nice representation of them as well. And Anakin's right up there at the top of my list as well, man. <laughs> nice, nice. One one alternative that I will offer up that I've kind of started to go down this route instead of a hot toy. No, it nowhere compares to a hot toy at all. Is this Elite series, I'll tell you the one thing. It's, again, nothing like a hot toy, but I've started unboxing 
these because I'm getting them at a lower price point, so I'm doubling up on some. But they're almost mm-hmm. like statues, these die casts. So I've, I've unboxed the Kylo Ren, the K2SO, and a couple others. And I'm really, really, really contemplating unboxing the entire collection at this point. They come with a oh, cool nice. stand. They Their posability is quite nice. If you can get them, the back have screws on them. So if you got capes or you're not facing them, you know, reverse or trying to do any majorly articulated poses, you can hide a lot of that. But they're they're almost acting like a statue, like that kind of SH figure arts type statue, the uh, Artifacts right. Plus, right? Um, but those don't have any posability where the... The Elite Series do. So they're almost falling into that 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 void for me where I want to open the Black Series, but I'm never going to do it, where these Elite Series are filling in that void for me. Because I agree with you. I, I'm always an inbox collector, but I'm starting mm-hmm. to teeter on the edge a little bit. I'm seeing what you're doing over there, Troy, with the pictures you're posting. When I come over to the house and come down to your mm-hmm. nerd room, and I'm like, whoa, man, like this looks good. So yeah, the articulation, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm getting that fixed from this elite series right now, and I'm really really thinking about opening them up when we move into the new house. I don't I don't nice. know, but I'm I'm kind of teetering. I need someone to push me over the edge and give me a reason to do it. <laughs> but I, I'm almost there. Yeah, the weight behind those figures too, eh? The weight behind the oh, elite yeah. series is, is great. They're they're awesome. I I really do like the weight of those things. That uh, the articulation. I don't know. You you've been collecting them. Have they changed much from the uh, Force Awakens line and Rogue One line? Not really. Like the articulation isn't all that too dissimilar from the Black series, Mm -hmm. but there are some limitations. Like it's just with the weight. The K two is one of the ones that struggles because they're so much. They're so top heavy that the the legs don't really support the weight that well. And then also you run into the problem with what we've always talked about is the the sculpt and the face paint applications for the human figures. They just it just don't look good. It's the armored mm-hmm. figures, the aliens, and the droids that that are really superior for this line. And those are the ones I really focus in on. The the face paint apps for the Last Jedi are better, and like the Luke looks pretty good, but they're still not yeah. as good as the Black series on that end. So they do fall short there. Because the Black series seems to be getting better, I think with Hasbro that that modeling they do now, the three D printing. Uh, from the Marvel Legends and the Black Series, the face sculpts have just gone in incredible. Yeah, from before. Yeah, I'm looking at the Luke right now and the Thrawn, and both of them look just like the Thrawn is again, albeit an alien, but they they're, <sighs> they look really really good. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, guys, so that that more or less wraps it up for us in this episode. You know, it's I've had an absolute blast talking collecting here. I think we could go on probably for hours telling different stories about collecting, but overall. 2017 has been one hell of a year for collecting. I'm looking forward to forging into 2018 to see what Hasbro and Star Wars has on tap for all of us. Is there going to be a big reveal like we had this year for the 40th anniversary? Because we're going to get into, if you remember, the vintage line is coming back. The three and three quarter inch, highly articulated vintage card back line for the Force Awakens and Rogue One figures. So that's a big thing coming in 2018. Hot toys, you know, that's, that's on the tip of all of our tongues. Well, maybe not <laughs> so mine, maybe more so Troy's. But big things for 2018. And Corey, I think we should maybe try to do these a little more often. We come, we talk collecting. Because it's, it's hard to, to wrap one year up with all the stories we have. It kind of all blends together for me. So you have to make a promise to us, man, that you're going to come back and talk some collecting in a very short amount of time. Maybe in the build-up to whatever Solo Friday that we're going to have here in the build-up to Han Solo. Hey man, anytime you guys want to have me, like all, honestly, it's so fun talking to you guys. Like I, I missed you, man. Like honestly, I really did. So 
A- anytime I- I'm here, man. Awesome. Wicked. Awesome. Wicked. Well, and do, do me a favor, guys, before you wrap it up. I remember Sanjay saying something along the lines of if Solo drops <laughs> in May, that he'd be wearing a Chewbacca suit to the premiere. Yep. Please, please, like, make him stick to his guns, man. To it. Oh, yeah. That is 100% oh, yeah. enforceable. I, I think it's it's you know at this point it's not looking good for him. He looked like he's gonna lose that bet, and it, it's gonna be amazing if he has to wear a Chewbacca costume to go see and that. You know, film. It's fun. It's funny collecting related. Kyle brought up the most interesting point to me out of all of it. I hadn't even contemplated it at all. You know, like okay, they can push it back to December, and it makes sense, and blah 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 blah. blah. But then Kyle said, "Well, wait, like you know, they're well within production of all these toys." Yeah. And there's not only toys, there's glasses and all these other accessories. They're well into production of that. You can't ask retailers to hold on to this stuff for another uh, eight months, you know, or yeah. six months, whatever it is. You, you just can't. They won't do it, which is probably a reason, another reason why they're sticking to the timeline. Yeah. I remember him talking about that. Like the revenue streams are, are banking on the fact that they're going to have this huge toy push in May and not December, right? So, yeah, good luck to everyone in 2018 when it comes to collecting because it's going to be a really (laughs) weird year. (laughs) Yep. I got your back, boys. Yes, I think so. We're going to keep this East-West connection going across the country, supporting each other. And you know what? If you guys want to be part of more collecting discussions, you can always email us at thenerdrm at gmail.com. And we want to hear from you guys. What was your big collecting stories in 2017 what are you looking forward to in 2018 and before we sign off here Corey, make sure to give tumbling saber a little pump and then tell everybody where they can find you on the internet yeah definitely uh check me out on uh tumbling saber sith disturbers and hit me up on twitter at chop rules with a z with the z <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you get into the powerful friends the patreon program over at tumbling saber i'm a powerful friend myself and it is a fantastic program you're getting exclusive content like you mentioned collecting giveaways you gave away a little something something to a good friend of ours in the star wars commonwealth over on sith disturbers this past week so really exciting things there and the program itself, just incredible. Your Rebel show that you're doing with M now, Carlos coming on board. It's, it's incredible, the expansion of the shows that you guys are doing there and the content that you're producing. So high recommend from both Troy and myself for Tumbling Saber. Yeah, I appreciate, we, we both appreciate that. James, too. Yeah. Definitely. And Carlos and M. <laughs> yeah, all you guys. You guys are just killing it over there. And for us here at the Nerd Room, this is the kickoff to Star Wars Month. We're going to be going through this whole month of December discussing almost exclusively Star Wars. Because guess what, guys? In eight days, seven days as this pod drops, we're going to be sitting and watching The Last Jedi. So you guys can tune in back here next week to hear us discuss our anticipation for The Last Jedi. That's going to be our last show before we go and see the film. The following week will be... A Last Jedi review where we'll be discussing and breaking down in a great amount of detail how fantastic this film is. Because I just got a feeling it's going to be freaking incredible. And then we're going to follow that up with our year in review. We're going to talk movies, films, and touch a little bit on collecting for 2017. And if you guys would like to be part of any of those shows, like I said earlier, you can always email us at thenerdram at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. Our handles are at the end of the episode. You can 
grab us on Facebook or YouTube, and you can always check out thenerdroom.net. You can get a hold of us there, and you can check out some of the articles that we post there periodically, detailing some of the stuff we talk about on the pod, and going through a few things that we don't. So, guys, gentlemen, it's been absolutely fantastic. Corey, thank you very much for joining us here in the Nerd Room. We're going to have to have you back very soon to talk collecting, maybe a bit of The Last Jedi, and going into what is going to inevitably be a big year for the MCU and DC. You got it, man. Pleasure's mine. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for coming through, man. Appreciate it. Great. Anytime. All right, gentlemen, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And uh, I'm Corey. Chopper rules with a Z. With a Z. And thank you for entering the Nerd Room. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sunjabby. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyrim Podcast, and San Diego Sabers. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.